We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and united. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Somebody said, whose side are you on? I said, I'm on the side of stopping all those people from being killed and all those cities from being knocked down. That's the only side I'm on. We created the most secure border in U.S. history, built hundreds of miles of border wall, hundreds and hundreds of miles. I ran twice. I won twice. I did much better the second time than I did the first. It's true. Officially opened the United States Embassy in Jerusalem. We will make America great again. And I'm the only candidate who can make this promise. I will prevent World War III. that thumbs up hit the like drop a comment in the comment section you know what to do share the link on your social media let's get going hope you're all doing great we got through monday tomorrow's hump day before we know it the week will be over and we'll be waking up for christmas morning like that i I can't believe how fast uh time is flying I see a bunch of people in the chat. Good morning. Good morning. The usuals, of course. Oh, Carol Davis in the chat. 
from Iowa. I remember, right? Iowa. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> oh, the furry force. Uh oh. Uh oh. We got we got a bunch of stuff. Uh, we tonight we are going to be back. James Curry and myself for We the People Radio, eight thirty p.m. Eastern. Yes, we are. Are back on with the evening shows. Freedom Friday, We the People Radio, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. I will be live today, LFA TV, 3 p.m. Eastern, over there. Rumble's been uh, a little weird the past, like, 48 hours. Two shows over on LFA TV uh, yesterday, last night, we noticed. Mine being one of them, and uh, Will Johnson. If you don't know who Will Johnson is, the black guy with the dreads, big pro-Trump, you should be following him as well. He's, uh, he's actually over on LFA TV. Uh, he has a show over there along with he does his own stuff. But um, our shows got, uh, they seem like they got deleted. And we, we were working on it this morning and last night. And the producers over there are uh, asking Rumble, just our, uh, you know, our two-minute whole, like, place video on Rumble before you go live is up. And the shows were up there all day yesterday. And then sometime yesterday evening, just our two shows were gone. And uh, we can't figure out why. Weird. Yeah, three. Listen, it's going to be um, every Tuesday and Friday is going to be uh, three shows. I'll be doing MAGA mornings. I'll be doing the 3 p.m. show. And then, like I said, every Tuesday and Friday at 8.30 p.m. will be with uh, my co-host, James Curry. Tuesday, We The People Radio and Friday. Freedom Fridays and, you know, memes of the week and all that. So, yeah, Tuesdays and Fridays will be busy media days, three shows a week. And, of course, the evening shows, they they go sometimes, you know, three-plus hours. So there'll be, there'll be a lot of talking. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had a frog in my throat all morning. Don't worry, it's only a frog, and it's not a gay frog. So, oh, Blue Boy's in the chat. All right, let's get started with some stuff. So I don't know if you saw yesterday – uh, Jill Biden, Joe Biden's wet nurse, uh, unveiled the um, the tacky pedo wonderland, as I'm calling it. Listen, there's one thing about decorating for Christmas and having it classy. Like when, when Melania Trump decorated the White House for Christmas, it was class. It was it was fancy. It was nice. You didn't feel like you were in some weird. Willy Wonka slash Neverland pedo. I don't know. It, it's just weird. We'll take a look. You 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 can you can decide for yourself. But I'm sorry, but if you get invited to the White House with your kids with Joe Biden's president, the one I would I would imagine you wouldn't go anyway because Joe Biden's president. Don't bring your kids there. Don't bring your kids. I'm sure they have a sniffing station next to like the gingerbread house or something where, you know, Joey Biden peeks out and he's like, did you bring your kids? I want to sniff them. He talks all weird. <clears throat> so Jill, Jill Biden unveils this year's tacky White House Christmas decorations, complete with flying reindeer, floating ice cream cones and cupcakes. Is there going to be a reporter that asks what flavor ice cream is in the ice cream cones and Joe Biden's going to pop out and go, chocolate, chocolate chip? I can't even take it. Dr. Jill, that's going to be, she's going to be a talk show host one day. When she's out, when Joe Biden's either just in hospice or in the ground, 
She's going to be like the next Dr. Phil. Dr. Jill on Monday unveiled this year's tacky White House Christmas decorations. Look at this. It's like you're walking into the, uh, remember the, that scene in The Wizard of Oz when they were off to see the wizard? It's like, we're off to see the pedo, the wonderful pedo of Oz, of the White House. This is just, it's weird. I, I, I like Christmas decorations, but this to me is awkward and weird. Oh yeah, we're going to get to that too. Even my dog agrees. He's flipping out right now. Nearly 15, uh, first of all, how much did this cost? That's what I want to know. How much did the pedo wonderland cost us? Nearly 15,000 feet of ribbon, more than 350 candles, and over 22,000 bells were used for the decorations, the White House said. More than 142,425 lights twinkle on trees, garlands, wreaths, and other displays. <clears throat> Where's the gingerbread, the, the giant life-size gingerbread house where Joe Biden's going to invite the little kids in? 72 wreaths sporting red ribbons adorn the north and south exteriors of the White House, the outlet said. For this year's holidays at the White House, our theme is inspired by how children experience this festive season. Come sit on Joey Biden's laps, kids, and tell him what you want for Christmas. I want a good economy. No, Trump messed up the economy. Now let me sniff you. <laughs> yeah how children experience the festive season do not allow your children to experience the christmas season at the white house with joey bag of donuts please please oh completely present in the beauty and bounty around them and joe <laughs> sniffing at them their senses alight with hearts open to the magic, wonder, and joy of the season. And my really creepy husband, Joey Basements. We have Santa's magical sleigh suspended in the air in the grand foyer. A working train running around the official White House Christmas tree. Get on the train, boys and girls. <laughs> the White House that puked Christmas. I love it. Oh, my God. A gingerbread White House that celebrates the 200th anniversary of a childhood favorite. I thought Democrats weren't supposed to like Christmas anymore. Like, they, they were supposed to take, they literally want to take the Christ out of Christmas. Where is the satanic Christmas tree? Where are the pentagrams? They got to be somewhere hidden, right? Oh, my God. In the season of reflection and goodwill, we hope you will embrace your inner child and delight in simply being present with those you love and sniff. Joe and Jill Biden wrote in a welcome letter, it is time for our sense, senses to awaken. Oh, well, we know what Joe Biden's greatest sense is. <laughs> <laughs> for each, I can't even believe that they wrote this in their welcome letter. For each of us to smell the aroma of favorite family recipes. The draft was probably like, for Joey to smell the aroma of his favorite children that visit the White House, to hear the warmth of a dear friend's voice, to see the glow of lights and decorations, to taste the sweetness of that little girl's earlobe. <clears throat> no, no. <laughs> 
Jill Biden did not mention Jesus Christ in her message to Americans. Are we surprised? Are we surprised? Fake it till you make it. <clears throat> so we have pedo wonderland. We're going to make it seem like it's all inviting, which in their eyes it is. But um, no Jesus Christ message, which I, you know, I'm not upset about because, it, you know, the whole whatever. You can keep Christ in Christmas. You can be religious if you want. But I think as, as, as the commander-in-chief, as, as president of the United States, you should be mentioning Jesus Christ in your Christmas message. They don't care about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's crazy. It's wild. Again, because they want to, that's what progressives, it's Democrats, what they want to do now. They want to take Christ out of Christmas. I'm shocked that they don't have any pride decorations. Or they do, and they're just not mentioning it, that they're there. But why wouldn't they mention it? it's yeah look at the reindeer it's just so creepy the giant can the, the those candy decorations they're like four or five feet long there is also a chaotic scene at the base of the christmas trees i'm surprised they don't have like black lives matter riots going on no, this is good. It's it's the winter of, of wonder, not the summer of love. Uh, some of some of Bill some of Jill Biden's decorations looked like COVID. Oh look, here you go. Here's the here's the COVID strain decorations. Are you kidding me? Jill Biden has the worst taste. So last year her team glued gold balls to the doorway. Look, this is this. I'm not surprised. It's just great to just embrace the sickness of these people. In 2021, Jill Biden thought it would be a great idea to use primary colors for Christmas decorations, and her team glued hideous gift boxes to the doorway. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was last year. And here we go. We sure do miss First Lady Melania Trump. I mean, now this this looks like it's it's classy Christmas. Not a weird nursery school trying to attract children. Like, it's just, it's just classy. You can't beat the class of Melania Trump when it comes to everything. I'm sorry. But pedo Christmas people do not bring your kids around the White House with, uh, with Joe Biden. But the best part is they talk about the inviting aroma and all of this shit about welcoming kids. Hold on, I need coffee. But they snubbed their own grandchildren. Cruella de Biden, I love it. After snubbing Hunter's love child, right? He had the kid with the stripper. Two Christmases in a row, Jill Biden hangs no stockings for any grandchildren at the White House. I guess they figured, listen, we're going to get called out on Hunter's love child if we don't hang a stocking for him. So let's just not hang stockings for any of them. Here in the sticks, we call Jill Hunter and Joe trailer trash. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so Dr. Jill Biden, 
with a cruel surprise twist as she unveils the decorations. Months after Joe and Jill finally acknowledged Hunter Biden's five-year-old love child, Navy Joan Roberts, what a stupid name, this past summer, Jill broke with her tradition of the previous two years of hanging Christmas stockings for each of the Bidens, then six acknowledged grandchildren over a White House fireplace in the state dining room by hanging no stockings at all. Did they think we wouldn't notice? Did they think somebody wouldn't touch on and say, hey, where are all your grandchildren's stockings? You, you did it two years in a row. Oh, we decided not to do it this year because we don't want to acknowledge, really acknowledge Hunter Biden's love child with the stripper. Oh, the one that you acknowledged over the summer. Okay. White House photos of Christmas stockings hung in 2021 and 2022 by Jill Biden. And there they are, the six acknowledged grandchildren with their stockings. The bare fireplace mantle this year prompted inquiries by reporters. Of course it did. Prompting a Biden spokesperson to say the Bidens would be hanging stockings at the family Christmas gathering at Camp David next month which you're not going to have access to. The family will be spending Christmas at Camp David and their family stockings will be there. A White House spokesperson told the Daily Mail, good save. Except Little Navy is not going to be invited. That's a fact. That's a fact. New York Post reported the White House did not respond to a question asking whether a stocking for Navy Joan would be hung at the Biden family Christmas at Camp David because it won't be. A White House spokesperson explained the change by saying that the Bidens plan to spend the holiday at Camp David and will hang the stockings by the chimney with care there instead. The White House did not immediately respond to an inquiry from the Post. It's just, you know, not that this is big breaking news or earth-shattering news. It just goes to show the more just callous, deviant behavior of the Biden family. Just, they're shit. They're just shit people. Joe's, Joe's a pedophile. Hunter Biden is just a sick drug addict that likes to fuck strippers and do coke, get them pregnant. And then, you know, well, that, that kid can't have the Biden name. <laughs> yeah. But then also, here you go. The, they have the annual Biden family polar bear plunge, right? And apparently, the for, for Thanksgiving, Hunter Joan and his uh, and the, the the baby's mama were not invited to Thanksgiving. And there are no reports on whether Joe and Jill have met with Navy Joan since their People magazine spread. Navy Joan apparently was not invited to the Biden family Thanksgiving in Nantucket this past week. Of course not. They're also not going to have a stocking form at Camp David. They're going to have their six little stockings. They're going to have their little weird Biden Christmas. They're going to laugh at everybody. And I'm wondering when the Christmas festivities at the White House will amp up and they'll be parading kids through to see all these decorations. There'll be presents and there'll be children sniffed all around. 
Alan, I thanked Melania on th- Melania on Thanksgiving. Some liberal posted nudes of her on Twitter on my reply. Eh, whatever. Yeah, she. You know what? She she wasn't first lady when she put when she when she took them. She was a fucking model. It is what it is. They can judge her all all they want. Jill Biden could never touch the class of uh, Melania Trump ever. Jill Biden literally looks like every time she gets dressed, like she walked through some old homeless lady's hamper. It's horrible. But yeah, pedo Christmas, everybody. And uh, uh, we paid for it. I want to know how, I'm surprised they didn't say how much it was. I'm really curious how much the Christmas it is to, I'm sure if I Google it, it'll say, you know, the average cost to decorate the White House with taxpayer money. I get it. They're going to decorate, but 15,000 feet of ribbon. It, it, it's a little ridiculous. Anyway. All right, let's move on to some uh, other stuff that's, I guess, actually newsworthy. I just like to point out that the Bidens are just sick people and Joe Biden should not be around children ever at all. Oh, God. You know, Hunter's baby's mama should be thankful that they're not in the Biden circle and that that kid is exposed to Joe Biden and Hunter Biden because as bad as maybe that kid's life will be growing up in a broken home and whether she's still a stripper or not, I don't know. I still think (laughs) growing up in the Biden circle would be worse for that kid. (laughs) I truly do. The left promotes OnlyFans and open sex. Seems like modeling is pretty vanilla by comparison. Oh, yeah, I guess it depends on who you ask. Because they all like to go after Melania for posting. What did she pose in Playboy or something or whatever modeling shoot she did? And there are pictures of her nude in a bathtub. But meanwhile, it's it's okay to dress up in leather and lick each other at pride events in front of children and then log on to your OnlyFans and do worse things and get paid for it. Those people are stunning and brave. All right. Everyone hit the rumble button right now. Hit the thumbs up button on your fed. All right, let's move on. Free speech group sends a letter to GOP senators to prevent government funding for news guard group that blacks blacklists and smears conservative media outlet. I never paid attention to who news guard was. And it's unbelievable that they get government funding from the department of defense, which is very interesting. First time I heard about NewsGuard was on Tim Pool because Tim Pool, I've heard, I heard him say a few times that he only will use or reference websites that are NewsGuard approved or some shit like that. And uh, and I, I'd seen what it was. All right, they're, they're a fact checking organization, but then you look into it a little further, and they're biased, they're leftist leaning. They won't even call out mainstream media about the Russia hoax or other obvious fake news. And they're get they're funded by the DOD. NewsGuard claims to be a nonpartisan fact-checking organization, but a quick glance at its operations and related social media accounts show 
that the group is an unhinged group of committed Trump haters. Shocking. NewsGuard is a media fact-checking company that was started in 2018, so they're fairly new. They claim to rate websites for reliability. Basically, they're in the business of deciding who is fake news and who is not. And I always say this. I've been saying this you know, since the term fake news became popular. Who, who are they to decide what is reliable news? Who are they to decide who should be fact-checked? Who are they to decide what the actual truth is when you can hear different views of the news, which is supposed to be objective, not subjective, but objective media and journalism is dead, and then make your own opinion. Come up with your own opinion of what you feel that, and then you base your decisions on that, on how you're going to live your life or how it's going to affect you. He said, oh, NewsGuard is absolutely, uh, I guess it's Tim Pooley talking about, it. says it is to illustrate that they, that the left can't go after him for reporting it because it is in fact NewsGuard certified. Oh, fuck that. I want them to attack. But the, apparently, yeah, they're basically, they're in the business of deciding who is fake news and who is not. And they hate pro-Trump publishers and citizen journalists. Of course they do. Mainstream media does not want a free press unless it's from their outlet. They've been vocal about that for years. They hate citizen journalists. They hate independent journalists. They hate the smaller news outlets and feel that they should be regulated. They should be deplatformed because they are not legacy mainstream media. The mainstream media who are full of news actors hates a free open press. They do not want it. They also hate the truth. The company is supported by Trump haters, elites, and media giants. And earlier this year, we discovered the U.S. government was also financially supporting this far-left blacklisting group, which we can't be surprised about. But it needs to stop, and this is one of those things where, all right, call the action, call your senator, and tell them, why are we giving NewsGuard, a leftist organization that targets pro-Trump publishers, citizen journalists, and other, out, and other independent news organizations, why are we funding that? Why am I paying for that? And a question needs to be asked to every GOP senator and needs to say, hey, you, you need to end this now, not another dime. There is ample proof the activists behind NewsGuard are unhinged leftists and anti-Trumpers. Our friends at the conservative website, 100% fed up, previously shared information with the Gateway Pundit that exposes the NewsGuard liberal activists. As we reported earlier, all of the top activists at the NewsGuard organization are horrible, horrible, horrible Trump haters. And their mission is to destroy pro-Trump and conservative websites. Obviously, that's the goal. Deplatform and silence the opposition who they hate. Breitbart.com reported on this organization and their goal to demonetize opposing voices online. If you demonetize, you can get rid of them. They're literally working on trying to lobby for leg legislation to cut out any type of decentralized media. And that's why, people, it is so important to support decentralized media, whether it's 
citizen journalists, small outlets that you could subscribe to that you like and enjoy that are reporting real news and are not biased or biased in the sense where if they're calling out the nefarious nonsense of the left, then, I mean, that's true. Financial blacklisting. NewsGuard advises ad advertisers to avoid pro-Trump media. NewsGuard, the news filtering browser extension, recently partnered with Microsoft and run by neoconservatives, Obama, Clinton alumni, and other assorted Trump haters, has advised advertisers to withdraw their business from websites on its blacklist of unreliable news websites, a list that includes Breitbart News, The Drudge Report, and The Daily Mail. They want to actively go after their advertisers. Without advertisers, there's no money. Without sponsors, there's no money. So they get demonetized. They can't pay people. They can't function. They close. Makes more room for leftist-run right-wing hating media. The effect isn't merely to silence pro-Trump media. It also ensures advertisers don't market their products to Trump voters, causing them to rely less and less on consumers in the heartland and more on progressive consumers who read establishment news sources. It makes perfect sense. It's a great strategy. Now it's out there in the open. If you didn't know about it, here you go. NewsGuard needs to go bye-bye or at least lose any type of federal funding that it currently gets or is going to get. In 2019, there was a report by LaCourt News that revealed conservative sites are twice likely to be rated unreliable as liberal publishers, obviously. In March, we found out that the United States Department of Defense was using taxpayer dollars to censor conservatives and independent media online. The DOD awarded $749,387, what a weird number, to NewsGuard in 2021. Now, this is a link to click on, and I had, did not click on it, but we're going to. Oh, USA Spending. That's just, it just shows the amount. So, September 7th, 2021, NewsGuard Technologies. It's just... Okay, the U.S. spending website. All right. Let's get back to where we were. All right. For Matt uh, Taibbi, some NGOs like the GEC-funded Global Disinformation Index or the DOD-funded NewsGuard not only seek content moderation but apply subjective risk or reliability scores to media outlets, which can result in the reduction of revenue. Do we want government in this role? Absolutely not. We don't want government in any type of role like that. We want independent people to decide for themselves whether this news outlet, whatever it might be, is reliable or not, especially as an advertiser. I don't want government-funded organizations telling any advertiser who and they who should not advertise with. Advertisers will pick who they want to advertise with, and then if they see something that they don't like, they can pull their advertisement. So it, it's really fucked up. NewsGuard, they're getting three quarters of a million dollars from the United States government to operate freely, freely to apply unreliability scores 
and risk scores to conservative media outlets, citizen journalists alike. Yep. NewsGuard has consistently attacked the Gateway Pundit on COVID. The Hunter Biden laptop and vaccines that have all been proven to be accurate. NewsGuard will not label the Hunter Biden laptop as real news. They will not label the Russia hoax as the Russia hoax. NewsGuard has never criticized the mainstream media for lying about Trump-Russia collusion, the Hunter Biden laptop, COVID, and vaccines. So why is the federal government funding this radical censorship outfit? Last week, the Free Speech Alliance sent a letter to Senator Mitch McConnell, Glitch McConnell, and Republican senators to include language in the National Defense Authorization Act that prohibits funding for blacklisting news sources based on political views. This is also a right guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution. And the letter is here. It should be noted that the Gateway Pundit is currently the lead plaintiff in the Missouri, Louisiana versus Biden administration lawsuit on their legal censorship of American voices. That case is, is expected to reach the U.S. Supreme Court in the months ahead, which is great. We need more of that. We have to challenge all of this, especially when it violates the National Defense Authorization Act, again, that prohibits funding for blacklisting news sources based on political views, no matter what your political views are. Who are you or an organization to blacklist another news organization? This is the thing. You have two sides, sometimes three sides, of media coverage. I don't want CNN to be deplatformed. I don't want any of these leftist news organizations to be deplatformed. One, it serves as proof of how stupid people can be. But again, this is America, and you should be able to consume the news from who you want to consume it from to make your own decisions. Unfortunately, they have gone down the path of news actors and don't want to speak about what's really happening out there. And that's why decentralized media has exploded so much in the past several years and and is challenging the fake news narrative. And thank God for that. Thank God people actually opened the door for decentralized media and gave platforms for it. YouTube still fights against it every day. Thank God for Rumble. There are other platforms are out there because if it, if it, I, I, I'll give it to Twitter, allowing all of these citizen journalists to break stories and report on things. I don't trust Elon Musk, but Twitter is there, X, whatever you want to call it. And people like Nick Sodor, Laura Loomer, who was banned and she was allowed back, and so many others. There are so many other citizen journalists out there that you would never see the stories from if, if they weren't allowed back on Twitter. Government-controlled media is the single biggest threat to our country. <laughs> Absolutely. Nobody, they do not want free thinkers. Exactly, and that is the difference. We don't call for their shutdowns. They will, full, they will forever call for silence 
to any opposition of their narrative. They want you deplatformed. They want me deplatformed. I can't put my show on YouTube. I wouldn't want to now anyway. And I even said to myself, well, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do something over on YouTube or, or, or throw clips up there to try to suck the audience in. I don't even want to do that. It was a good idea at first, but listen, the, the Rumble platform is exploding, and from what I hear, it's going to explode more after the first of the year that I'd rather focus on a platform that allows people like me on there, that allows, you know, <clears throat> Alex Jones on that, and I don't agree with everything he says, but allows, you know, uh, shows to come on there with not having to worry about, oh, you, you know, I'm on my second strike. I can't go live. I'm demonetized. <laughs> The Constitution applies to everyone, whether we like it or not. Now the problem is the government not enforcing the same. Elon Musk is another foreign agent. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying that, and minus shadow bans that people suffer, which break here and there. When, when, when people are are allowed to break stories on X. I think that's big. I think what Laura Loomer does on, on X, I don't know, I hate calling it X, Twitter, all day long is great. And I don't agree with everything Laura puts out. I think, you know, some stuff is sensationalized. I think some stuff maybe needs that 24 or 36 hour rule. But whatever it is, there was some stuff on there that she blows the lid off of. And others, where else can we get that? And now we have this organization, NewsGuard, that's getting three quarters of a million dollars from the Department of Defense. That needs to stop. That's one of those things. Make a phone call to your senator. NewsGuard should not get another dime. As a matter of fact, there should be a lawsuit filed that NewsGuard should have to pay back that money to the United States government. If Republicans really wanted to care about free speech and make an example, they would sue NewsGuard. The federal government would sue NewsGuard. And the Democrats love their lawfare. Let the Republicans do it. Sue NewsGuard. We want that money back. I've been, I've been banned on YouTube four times. I have a channel up there. And it's funny, like, <clears throat> these shows, my MAGA morning shows, I will convert into a audio podcast and I throw them up there, right? Every day. And... It automatically uploads on one of my old YouTube channels. And I never went in there not to, like, not. And it'll just put the audio version up there, but it'll play like a video. It literally, I think, was last week or the week before. I got a notification that one of my episodes, audio episodes, were taken down because it violated something. I don't know what it violated. Probably everything. All the bells went off. And then gave the channel a strike, which I don't care about. It's not monetized. It's just there. I just haven't gone in just to, to disconnect it. Like, I don't care. It's comical, actually, so I'll leave it there. But really doesn't get any viewership either. I just find it interesting. But I, I can't be on YouTube. My co-host on Tuesdays and Fridays, James Curry, it's like facial recognition. He'll go on somebody else's show on, and that puts it on YouTube. That episode will get taken down. People have lost channels because they've had him on as a co-host, as, as, a, as a guest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there are other channels out there. There's that um, 
other outlets is Rockfin, which uh, Sam Tripoli owns or is part owner. And you can, as a matter of fact, we we got the okay. We just haven't started it. Our evening show is is was is I think at some point supposed to be on 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 Rockfin, but whatever. Just we need more outlets that are willing to do allow people like us, you know, podcasts consider decentralized media to operate to operate freely without having to worry about censoring ourselves, because there are people that are doing this for a living. And they should be allowed to monetize, no problem. And I feel bad for those people that are doing this full time and are over on YouTube. And then for one thing, they go after them and they're demonetized and they're they're losing money. I was watching some guy and I forget his name. He's a black guy and he's a conservative. And he did a video stream and he was literally crying because he was killing it on YouTube with the monetization. And he was in the middle of a home renovation. This was like a few months ago in the middle of a home renovation, was able to buy his family things that he never would have thought because of the monetization. And he had no strikes. And all of a sudden, just out of the blue, they demonetized him and it killed him. And I don't know whatever happened with that, but it was just a perfect example of, well, another reason why you cannot put all your eggs in one basket and think that YouTube is going to be your friend and keep paying you all that great money until they find a reason not to. No, the government shouldn't be involved in any of this. They shouldn't even be an impartial anything. They should be out of it. Yeah, if you put something on YouTube and you're trying to draw an audience or you do something different that's YouTube-friendly, fine. But as far as if you're a conservative podcaster or whatever you want to call yourself, I don't really know what I call myself. I'm I'm a, I don't know what I am. Whatever. I'm not allowed on YouTube. But if you're primarily trying to be on YouTube and you're succeeding at it, and I'll say it again, well, then you're 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 like milk toast. You're not you're not speaking what's really on your mind. If you're succeeding on YouTube as a conservative or MAGA or America First or re- Republican podcaster, and you're allowed on there and you're making money, I don't know it's you're not trying hard enough. Yeah, I've considered I've considered Rumble my home for everything I do as far as shows. And I was very I didn't like Rumble at first. I just I just didn't. But uh it really grew on me and now I love it. And I, I there's no reason for me to go anywhere else. I there was nowhere else I'd be really allowed to. And I like the you know, there's growing pains and I like how Rumble's growing. And I, again, I'm hearing after the first of the year it's gonna grow even more. And it's really cool that I have the opportunity to be on a, a like a a somewhat medium to large Rumble network now, LFA TV, America First Live, 3 p.m. today, every day, Monday to Friday. And it's been great over there. I mean, <clears throat> it's uh we need more security and free speech platforms. And we need to break the people that are trying to shove it up our asses like NewsGuard that want to blacklist and smear conservative media outlets. We need to make sure that our hard-earned taxpayer money is not going towards funding them. And in this case, it is, and it's a problem. I never knew that. Did anybody know that NewsGuard was getting funded by the DOD? 
You know, I, did anybody know that? I didn't know that. I think it's disgusting. All right, before before we move forward, I'm going to uh I got a I got a bunch of other stuff I want to cover. And uh, I think it's time for what some of you say is the best part of the show. We will watch the best cigar commercial of all time. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars. A premium smoke for freedom-loving Patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot Cigars. All right, everybody, you know where to go. MyPatriotCigars.com. And until December 1st, you can get 40% off with promo code TURKEY. 40% normal promo codes for 25% off. 40% off promo code TURKEY. So get over there, get some cigars, get a t-shirt, help grow the brand. MyPatriotCigars.com, promo code TURKEY, 40% off. Right now, before we continue, hit the thumbs up, throw a comment in the comment section where it lives forever, share the link, do your part, be an overachiever, don't be a fed. All right, let's move on to some... uh, some Trump news, some Trump derangement syndrome. I swear, I, I I feel like every day or at least once a week, there could be a dedicated segment to Trump derangement syndrome. The Trump derangement syndrome segment. It's wild, but we'll start with this. And this is actually the updated story to a previous story that broke earlier yesterday. Breaking news. The lawless Obama-loving judge and appointed judge, Chatkin, denies Trump request to subpoena January 6th committee material that went missing. Remember when the January 6th committee went bye-bye and all of a sudden they just destroyed all of the evidence they had? Ah, it's no big deal. We're done. We're going to destroy it all. We'll never need it again, right? Is it in the congressional record? Is it in the archives? Is it in the Library of Congress? Nobody knows. Probably not. It's gone. Hollywood produced shit show kangaroo court January 6th committee. All liars, treasonous scumbags right here. Chutkin will not allow access to these lost documents. They're somewhere. I don't believe that they're truly gone, but she won't allow it. And I've been saying this from the start. And I've had this conversation with so many people, my co-host, James Curry. 
and says this trial is going to be great because the Trump defense team is going to be able to lay out their proof of the 2020 election being stolen and irregularities, voting machines, and this and that. And my answer was, no, they're not. Well, what do you mean? This judge is not going to allow Donald Trump and his attorneys to bring that into her courtroom. Because unfortunately, this piece of shit judge and every other judge out there has the final say on what is admissible and what is not. They did it to Roger Stone. They wouldn't even allow Roger Stone to have a defense, his judge. You think, you think this commie piece of garbage judge is going to allow Trump to have any type of meaningful defense in this January 6th case? This same judge who in decisions of January 6th defendants crucified Donald Trump while she was sentencing people to more time than what the actual DOJ prosecutors were asking for. She'll allow the minimum. Maybe there's a minimum that she has to allow. Who even knows? Who knows what that criteria is? I mean, this case, in my eyes, will have to be decided by the U.S. Supreme Court on appeal because I with the D.C. jury pool, I mean, how are we not going to see convictions out of this case? They're banking on this being the case that puts the nail in Donald Trump's coffin and does not allow him to see the inside of the Oval Office. It's going to be a fucked up year, and this is going to be an even more fucked up trial. And it's unbelievable. And this is what tyranny looks like. On Monday night, they, they we'll, we'll get into it. We're kind of doing the, the, uh, the second part of it before the first part of it, but we'll get it. So last night, the judge refused the Trump defense team's efforts to subpoena members of the House January 6th committee for testimony under discovery and everything else. Why? Why would she possibly do this? Well, obviously, we know the far-left judge does not want the truth to be revealed about January 6th because that could do damage to all of her other cases that she oversaw and sentences that she gave out. She will not allow the Trump team to prove their case. And this just goes to show a severe bias, lawless court. The Trump defense team alleges that documents, including transcripts of testimonies, are missing from the January 6th subcommittee. Judge Chutkin will not allow Trump access to these lost documents. Why not? I'm hoping that there's some sort of other avenue that they can go here and maybe force the judge's hand. I, I, I don't know how it works. I'm not an attorney. Judge Tanya Chutkin on Monday denied Trump's request after his lawyers had asked the court in October to approve subpoenas for records from the National Archives and Records Administration. The House Administration Committee Representative Benny Thompson, the Democratic chair of the House January 6th panel, and others. Attorneys for Trump alleged there are missing records from the now disbanded committee that they would like for uh, pretrial preparation. But members of the committee say there is no missing material. Trump's attorneys have not said whether they'll appeal Chutkin's decision. I'm hoping they do, so obviously they can appeal it. 
they should be appealing it immediately. The former president has pleaded not guilty to four felony charges, accusing him of trying to overturn the 2020 presidential election results. Trump's attorneys had asked Chuckin to recuse herself from the case, but she said she would not because she needs to bury Trunk. Trunk. I just called him Trunk because I'm thinking of Chuckin. I'm all messed up. Trump. She'd like to bury Trump in a trunk and throw him off a bridge. They all would. CNN added this. Trump's attorneys had claimed in their motion to subpoena records from the committee. Its chairman, Benny Thompson, and others that the committee and federal officials withheld some materials related to the investigation. His defense lawyer also argued that special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into Trump had significant overlap with the House Select Committee's investigation. With the case slated to go to trial in March, Judge Chutkin is still considering several pretrial motions from Trump's team, including long-shot motions to dismiss the entire case. Trump has pleaded not guilty to the criminal charges stemming from efforts to overturn the 2020 election, which he did not do. He just legally disputed the results. Thompson has defended his panel's uh, archival process. He said this summer that the committee wasn't required to keep all of the records in a mass during the months-long investigation. In response to accusations from Representative Barry Loudermilk, currently overseeing a House Republican probe into the committee's work, that certain records were missing. Why were they not required to keep all of the records? No, it, no, judges have the final say of what can be brought into their courtroom. When it's discovery, the prosecution, the attorneys have to hand over everything to the defense that's evidence in the case. They cannot withhold any evidence. They, in discovery, they have to give everything that's requested to each other. But the judge can make a judgment, which apparently can be appealed, of what can be admitted in as evidence in trial when the trial starts. That's why they have all these pre-trial uh, motions and pre-trial hearings because then they have it all set that it has to be approved by the judge in order to bring it into their courtroom. And it's, it's, it's fucked up. I, listen, the, the judges, all judges, have way too much power as far as what they allow and not allow in their courtroom. Because there have been cases where there is concrete evidence for, I think, mostly defenses, and the judge is like, no, we're not going to allow that in my courtroom. I mean, it does work in their favor at times, but I believe they have um, too much power in the courtroom and, and not enough oversight. And it's really, it's really screwed up. The judge is lawless. <clears throat> Christina Lala posted on how important it is for the Trump team to obtain this crucial information. They should appeal it. Everything that has to do with January 6th should be uh, readily available. I believe this is breaking a law. The fact, I guess the key is figuring out what law the judge would actually be breaking. And I'm sure there's a loophole for it. So last week, team, uh, Trump's team requested several documents related to January 6th documents provided to the Trump team were redacted. What lawlessness. So I'm going to go back. So this was the earlier article yesterday uh, before one o'clock. 
and this is where the story came out that Trump lawyers filed the motion for discovery in Jack Smith case, demanding documents regarding informants and undercover agents related to January 6th. They filed the motion for discovery in special counsel Jack Smith's demanding case, demanding documents regarding informants and undercover agents related to January 6th. Please provide all documents regarding informants, cooperators, undercover agents, representatives, or anyone acting in a similar capacity on behalf of or at the behest of the Department of Justice or any law enforcement agency who was present at or within five miles of the United States Capitol on January 6, 2021, Trump's lawyers wrote in a nine-page discovery letter. Trump's trial date for Jack Smith's January 6th case is currently scheduled for March 4th, 2024, which is obvious election interference. But it goes on <clears throat> to say, you know, they, obviously they want to see who was undercover, who was working, what assets or informants there were. And Trump's attorney said in last week's motion, we have found many redacted documents in the discovery production. There should be no, nothing, nothing redacted. This is a court case. Jack Smith's indictment of Trump could backfire if Trump's team gets some of the documents in its discovery request. Now, I'm not sure if this is a separate discovery request or if it's the same as the January 6th committee uh, material that went missing because I believe they filed multiple motions. I don't know if there's a decision on this yet. Gateway Pundit has reported numerous times on suspected federal agents. Ray Epps, who infiltrated the January 6th crowd. Michael Waller, a senior analyst for strategy at the Center for Security Policy, specializing in propaganda, political warfare, psychological warfare, and subversion, said he was at the Capitol on January 6th and witnessed. Now, this person, I just read what he, what he was, a senior analyst for strategy at the Center for Security Policy. He specialized in propaganda, political warfare, psychological warfare, and subversion. And he was there and he witnessed plainclothes militants, militant, aggressive men in Donald Trump and MAGA gear at a front police line at the base of the temporary presidential inaugural platform. Agents or provocateurs, scattered groups of men exhorting the marchers to gather closely and tightly toward the center of the outside of the Capitol building and prevent them from leaving. Fake Trump protesters, a few young men wearing Trump or MAGA hats backwards, who did not fit in with the rest of the crowd in terms of their actions and demeanor, whom I presume to be Antifa or other leftist agitators, and disciplined, uniformed column of attackers, a column of organized, disciplined men wearing similar but not identical camouflage uniforms and black gear, some with helmets and GoPro cameras, or wearing subdued Punisher skull pack patches. Antifa terrorists also infiltrated the Capitol protest. Trump supporters were blamed for all the violence and chaos at the Capitol on January 6th, but according to a former FBI agent, Antifa terrorists infiltrated the Trump rally. Via investigative reporter Paul Sperry, former FBI agent on the ground at the U.S. Capitol, just texted me and confirmed that at least one busload of Antifa thugs infiltrated peaceful Trump demonstrators as part of a false Trump flag operation. It goes on and on. Oh, yeah, we can watch this. This Tucker Carlson, if you, this is back in July. 
blows the doors off the January 6th lies, reveals Fox News refused to air his January 6th interview of Capitol uh, Chief of Police, proving the U.S. Capitol was filled with federal agents. Tucker describes Fox exec attacking him for January 6th report. Fuck you. <laughs> the collapse of the narrative. Let's watch this. Kind to narrow the available population down a little bit. Significantly. <laughs> it's just me now. I'm the only person who sees that as an advantage. Oh, well, I am honored. Do as you will. Um, but also, uh, on the, they said, of course, these FBI whistleblowers, that the FBI had a significant number of agents, that there were other law enforcement agencies there on January the 6th. In fact, it was the whistleblower on this subject of that course. caused them all this grief. In a sense, the, the, there are some discrepancies, shall we say, on how that event was initially reported on uh, 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 with regards to what actually went down. Now, what you've been accused of in the mainstream after you received, I think it was like 40,000 hours of footage from your man McCarthy there, was that you uh, sort of cherry-picked is the phrase that often comes up footage to deliberately show that it was uh, to, to a degree a peaceful event. What is your sincere opinion of what went on on January the 6th and wh why do you feel that there is um, a, yet an attempt to regard it as a deliberate uh, insurrection and uh, and also within that, I guess the, the possibility for presenting moments of peace within 40,000 right. hours of footage does exist. So were you sincere, sincere in your presentation or do you have a particular perspective on how I you was, wanted that event I, I have, well, let me just say, one of my children was there working in the building and called me during it um, and was right nearby when Ashley Babbitt was shot. Um, so I was interested in it from the moment it happened. I was appalled by the vandalism outside by fighting with police officers. I hate violence from abortion to the war in Ukraine. I mean, I am consistent on that. I'm not a Catholic, but I, I share those. I definitely share those views. I'm not for the death penalty, I'm not for killing people. I'm not for hurting people. I'm not for violence. And I, and I'm, I've had those views for a long time. So, um, you know, any violence on January 6th, I oppose. I've said that many times. I would, was kind of happy to leave it where it was, which is this got completely out of hand. The only reason I ever got involved in commenting on it was, I mean, we did a show that night saying, well, this is awful, right? What happened was the lying about it was immediate. This was a racist white supremacist insurrection. Okay. There was no indication to this day that race had anything to do with it at all, like nothing. These are people who thought the election was stolen from them. There's some evidence they were right. We could debate that, but that's what they thought. That's a meaningful thing. If you've got a big population in your country that doesn't believe that your elections are on the level, you need to figure out a way to convince them that the elections are on the level. No, just lock them up. Democracy because yeah. it's a faith-based system. Just lock them up. So that was the first thing I noticed. There was no effort at all to convince people, actually, electronic voting machines are secure, which they are not. By the way, that's a lie. In any country that has electronic voting machines is by definition at risk of having its election stolen. By definition, no country that cared about democracy would have electronic voting machines, okay? First thing. <laughs> but no one even, and by the way, many Democrats have made that point. Not now, but mm -hmm. 10 years ago. There was no effort to reassure anybody. They immediately used it as a cudgel to make their political opponents shut up and in a lot of cases to send them to jail. So I noticed this, I'm like, wait a second, nobody here is operating in good faith at all. They're just immediately lying with maximum aggression. And anyone who asks questions about it, like me, and if you could go back and look at the tape, my first five shows on January 6th were like, well, yeah, it's bad, but I don't think you're telling the truth about what actually happened. Shut up! 
Stop! Racist! What? Deplatform so lockup. That's the key for me. If it's like an infection, you know it's infected when it hurts. You press it. Ah! You recoil. They immediately recoiled when you asked any questions about January sixth, and that was a tip off to me. I mean, I had no thought in my head as I watched this happen on television and in the subsequent weeks that U.S. Law enforcement or military agencies had anything to do with it. That never crossed my mind. I never thought there was it was a false flag or anything like that. I'm not a conspiracist by temperament. I never thought that. Um, and then I interviewed the chief of the Capitol Police, Stephen Sund, in an interview that was never aired on Fox. By the way, I was fired before it could air. Um, I, I'm going to interview him again. But Stephen Sund was the and he totally non-political worked for Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this was not some right-wing activist. He was the chief of the Capitol Police on January 6th. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That crowd was filled with federal agents. What? Yes. Well, he would know, of course, because he was in charge of security at the site. So the more time has passed, now it's been two and a half years, it becomes really obvious that core claims they made about January 6th were lies. And my view about events and about people is if you catch someone telling a lie about one thing, the first question you have is, what else are you lying about? If you say to your wife, where were you? I was at the grocery store. If you find out she was not at the grocery store, then it raises, okay, probably not just lying about being at the grocery store, were you? Like, what is this exactly? Why were you lying about that? And that's kind of the way I feel about January. Like, what is this? Well, this is, they're clearly lying. That's provable. Why? Um, and, you know, I'm the last person. I'm often accused of being a conspiracy nut. I'm the opposite. I grew up in a very stable country, the United States, in the 70s and 80s, where people didn't indulge in conspiracies because there weren't any obvious ones afoot, right? I mean, we took things at face value. We trusted our government, by and large. Um, and the media. I, the amount of lying around January 6th, and it was obvious in the tapes that I showed, um, is really distressing and anyone who's covering for those lies should be ashamed of himself and that would include almost the entire american media including fox news um people at fox news fox news to its great credit let me air that and i'm grateful that they did but there you know there are people there who were mad at me for airing that really why if if you think i'm cherry picking it and taking it out of context show me show me where I, and by the way i didn't make the claim that it was entirely peaceful it, it wasn't police officers were injured more police officers were injured at the riots in front of the White House the year before, but whatever. All injuries to police officers or anyone else are bad. I'm not certainly not making excuses for it, but I'm asking obvious questions. You said this happened. For example, there was a guy called the QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley. They put the guy in prison for years. There is surveillance tape that they hid until I aired it showing the Capitol Police trying lots of doors, trying to get into the Senate chamber, the Senate chamber that he wasn't allowed to be in, and then escorting him in. And he kind of wanders around like he's taking a hit of mescaline, just kind of, you know what I mean? And like, he says a prayer, he thanks God for the Capitol Police, and then he wanders out. Now, there are a lot of conclusions you could draw from that, but you cannot call that guy an insurrectionist. That's a lie. So you get it. I mean, it, it goes on for another few minutes, but all the lies that were told that day, that we know are lies, when, when we call out the lies, when people call it out, media, whoever it is, immediately it's, well, target them, deplatform them. Someone had just mentioned about the sexual allegations with Russell Brand because he was speaking uh, some, some truth, and it's like, well, we can't have him with his 
six million followers speaking like this. We have to go after him. I mean, look what they're doing to Conor McGregor in Ireland. Look what they're doing to all these people. Uh, you know, Conor McGregor, they're, I think, investigating him for hate speech now. They want to lock him up for hate speech in, in Ireland for, for, for talking out against the government, the liberal government of Ireland. January 6th. It's, 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 the, it's the same thing. When you're blowing the doors off the lies and you're somebody of importance, you have a platform, you have a following, they will target you. And if you're smaller and you're doing it, they'll just deplatform you and no one will care. So they're going to continue to do that. And then they're going to continue to go after Donald Trump and say he was all part of it. They're never going to give up records willingly regarding informants and undercover agents related to January 6th in the hopes that once all of the tapes are finally released, as they're releasing them, I still believe they're going to be redacted. They're not all going to be uh, released. We'll see if there's any way to audit that. If someone could say, well, no, you you held back 5,000 hours. What's in those? I don't know if that'll happen, but it wouldn't surprise me. I can't trust any of them, and I won't. I will not. But as far as the whole Trump derangement syndrome with the the obsessiveness of attempting to keep him out of the Oval Office and the ballot, well, it seems to me, as I watch all of this unfold, that they're failing at it. They, they are failing time and time again to keep him off a ballot in certain states. His support is growing. The DeSantards will make it seem like they're growing and they're really not. They're just making a lot of accounts. When you go and look on Twitter and, and you, if you're following the, the Trump and DeSantis riff on Twitter between the uh, supporters and influencers, whatever the hell you want to call, call them, us, whatever, you notice that most of the anonymous accounts are on the DeSantis side. And they're all making sure they have, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight thousand followers. They're all following each other and getting the followers. And when you have fake names with fake profiles and just fake pictures, who are these people? And I'm almost wondering if a lot of them are being run by leftists to make it seem like a psyop, make it seem like they're DeSantis accounts, but they're really not. But they're just being, or they're just being run by the DeSantis campaign. But to me, I see more and more support for Donald Trump every day. I mean, the CEO of Home Depot, the founder of Home Depot is like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Trump donor and I'm calling for the RNC to cancel all the debates because they're embarrassing and stupid. And then again, you have case after case getting thrown out, trying to keep Donald Trump off the ballot under the Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which it's just not working. Here's another one. This came out from Liz Harrington um, yesterday. It's another press release from Donald Trump, Rhode Island federal court dismisses latest ballot challenge. This is big. This is yet another state, another feather in the cap for Donald Trump. Earlier today, which was yesterday, a federal judge in Rhode Island dismissed yet another frivolous 14th Amendment challenge to President Trump's ballot eligibility in 2024. This is so important because they're still trying to push the narrative people that Donald Trump will not be allowed to be on the ballot. And people are believing it. Boomers, just people that aren't paying attention to this and what's really going on are believing it. And they, 
the problem is if you're out there on social media, you can't let these people think that. You have to give them the truth. Otherwise, they're going to prepare themselves to vote alternatively. We don't want that. No, it's he's gonna he's on the ballot. Act accordingly. You'll see it. Courts in Colorado, New Hampshire, Minnesota, and Michigan have all dismissed similar claims by political actors seeking to interfere with the presidential election and help the failing campaign of crooked Joe Biden and Ron DeSantard, because even some Republicans are getting in on this. President Trump remains undefeated in beating back these ridiculous claims. The American people have the... Hold on a second. The American people have the... Unassable, I don't even say that right, right to vote for the candidate of their choosing at the ballot box. Be able to vote whoever you want without government or courts coming in saying who can be on the ballot or not. If you are eligible to run for office, you're eligible to run for office. The 14th Amendment does not prevent Donald Trump from running for office. It does not. Something the Democrats and their allies driving these cases clearly disagree with. President Trump believes the American voters, not the courts, should decide who wins next year's elections. But they're trying hard to use the courts to persuade you and to dictate who can be president and who can not be president. We urge a swift dismissal of all such remaining bogus ballot challenges. Stephen Chung, Trump's spokesman. President is set. President Trump is undefeated against the 14th Amendment claims. Colorado State Court ruled in Trump's favor, placing him on the 2024 ballot. Former President Donald Trump's name will remain on the Colorado 2024 presidential ballot. A judge ruled Friday. The court orders the Secretary of State place Donald J. Trump on the presidential primary ballot when it certifies the ballot on January 5th, 2024. U.S. District Court Judge Sarah B. Wallace wrote in her ruling, She's a complete leftist, and it's unfortunate. She also wrote in her ruling that he was responsible for the insurrection, which she kind of double-talked there, but that makes no no sense. That should be challenged because in a, in a court record, if you can do that, because it was, it was said that there was no insurrection. No one is charged with insurrection. So she just threw that in there because her hands were tied. She, was, she wanted to get her scalp. And then, of course, the mainstream media took that and said, a judge ruled that he, he incited the insurrection. And why in the other in the other her sentence say that his name will remain on the Colorado ballot? To date, every 14th Amendment ballot challenge has met the same fate, dismissal. So far, however, none of the attempts to get Trump removed from the ballot have been successful. The Minnesota Supreme Court dismissed a lawsuit seeking to block Trump's candidacy this week. Courts also swatted down a similar move in New Hampshire. It goes on about Michigan. It goes on about Minnesota and New Hampshire. They've all been dismissed. So they all know. They all know if he gets back in, there's trouble. People will be held accountable or at least exposed. But it's not going to stop them. And I'm going to say it every day. Every day. Pentagon official overseeing federal schools arrested in Georgia, human trafficking, staying New York Post. It doesn't surprise me. (laughs) It's so sick. But they're they're not going to stop, and it's just going to keep getting more aggressive and more bloodier in in the year to come, up until the election, up until the primary. It was like a January, March, depending on where it is. They're going to keep blasting him and blaming him. 
blaming him on things that are blatantly done by the Biden administration, like this one. Here you go. KJP, Sideshow Bob. The black queer. Uh, the equity hire, the diversity hire. Corrine Jean-Pierre blames Trump after Peter Ducey repeatedly asks her why Americans disapprove of Biden economy. The Biden economy is Trump's fault. I don't know if you've heard. I don't know if you heard. White House Press Secretary KJP on Monday absurdly claimed Americans overwhelmingly disapprove of Joe Biden's economy because of the big bad orange man. But recent polls reveal Americans say they were better off financially under Trump. How can anyone actually say that they were not financially better under Trump? How is that even a possibility? Anyone who says otherwise is a complete liar. 53% say they're better off under Trump. 33% say they're better off under Biden. Those 33% need to be put in mental institutions. I'm sorry. So here. (laughs) She's just unbelievable, this one. On lowering prices, you said earlier that the actions the president has taken have worked. So is it your sense that when people were home for Thanksgiving, catching up with their family members, they were saying to each other, can you believe how much more affordable things have gotten? (laughs) So honestly, I wouldn't. uh, I I hear the question, but I want to make sure this is very clear. We take that very seriously. Do you? We take what families Families, the decisions that they make at their kitchen table, whether it's at no, you don't. whether it's during Thanksgiving or whether it is every month as they're trying to make hard decisions uh, about how they move forward with taking care of their family, we take that very seriously. It's not a joke to us. It is important to us. This is the president who talks about it in a very personal way when he talks about what what families have to go through, working families, middle class families, and that's why he's taking actions that he has. Mm-hmm. And so, look, um, the fact is. The data shows that the economy is improving. The data shows that households remain in a strong financial position. Where? Household wealth is 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 at a record high with some households seeing the largest gain since the pandemic. Those are indeed what we're seeing. But we don't we don't take lightly. We actually we do not take lightly what Americans and families continue to feel. That's why the president at two o'clock is going to talk about what the actions that he's taking to continue to lower costs. After his nap. She did not answer the question. She did not answer the question. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. I got to bring that back. Hold on. She did not answer the question. But why do you think it is that when you say the economy is improving and President Biden says the economy is improving, that a majority of Americans outside of this building are not buying it? No. So here's the thing. When we walked into this administration. Oh, here we go. The economy was on a a tailspin. That is the fact. Because of the last administration, because of the Trump administration, because of how they dealt with, uh, with dealt with COVID oh, and the pandemic, please. because they didn't have a comprehensive plan. The president came in, he passed the American Rescue Plan, which was able to get the economy back on its feet, which was able to open up small businesses. Well, small businesses were able to open up, schools were able to open up, and we understand what Americans have been feeling over the last two, three years. It's going to take some time. We get that. It's going to take some time, but it does not take away how we have seen the economy getting back on its feet. We actually had to fix the problem that we saw that the last. It's all Trump's fault. It's all Trump's fault. 
We're going to circle back to the big, bad orange man. Almost three years in office. Inflation is up over 17% <laughs> since it's Trump's fault. came here. Inflation, inflation is moderating because of the actions that this person, this president has taken. Three years? Are going up slower. They're still high. It's going down. The prices are going down. You stupid son of a bitch, Peter Ducey. For a perfect example. I mean, I just talked about last week how turkey prices, the cost for turkeys is going down. The cost for eggs is going down because of the actions that were taken. I just talked about supply chain and how that affects the economy. And that's because of the president's action that he's taken. And if you think about gas prices, it's down. You screwed up the supply chains. Since it's peak, since it's peak because of the actions that this president has taken. Oh, my God. So we understand that people are still not feeling it. We get that. But does it mean that we're not going to continue to talk about it? Does it mean that President Trump is going to talk about how he's lowering cost? Trump's and, and let's not forget what Republicans are doing on the other side of, of uh, again, Pennsylvania Avenue. They're trying to increase health care costs. They oh, my God. Medicare. They want to get no, they don't. The, uh, Social Security. No, they don't. That we saw them try to do at the State of the Union. No, right? they we didn't. To that over and over and over again. They want to make sure the millionaires and billionaires are are actually uh, getting the benefits, right? And so no. uh, that's not our way. Our way is to build the middle class. Oh, you ask Hillary Clinton that and all of her friends using the tax code and the tax loopholes for her, her millionaire friends. They're just, they have no idea. They, listen, they look at you as you are stupid and useful idiots. They will continue to do that. They will continue to blame Donald Trump for everything. But Peter Ducey's right. No matter what Joe Biden and the morons, the stenographers, his stenographers and the media say, America's not happy with Bidenomics. Not only are Americans feeling strapped financially because of Joe Biden's failed economic agenda, <clears throat> Moody's earlier this month cut the outlook on the U.S. government to negative. It's all, listen... I don't care about charts. I don't care about graphs. Eggs near me did not lower in price. Gas lowered, and then it went back up 20%. Mortgage rates are through the roof. Everybody's complaining. Thanksgiving, people had to cut back again. Oh, you know, it's, it's, a, little, it's a little crazy. Or they're biting the bullet and they're... Well, uh, well, we're still going to spend the money even though we don't have it. Well, that's what credit cards are for. Literally, that, that, that's what some people are doing. It's crazy. The delusions are real. I'm going to skip to one thing. I had a bunch of other stuff, but we're running long. I wanted to skip to this because, first of all, I love, I love Roseanne Barr. I do. I love her, and I love when she goes on a tangent with people and that she's back in the mix and I love the fact that she's a Trump supporter. Yeah, deflection, deflection, deflection. They never blame and they never answer any questions. Everything is blame the big bad orange man. Big bad orange boogeyman. That's what you have to do. You have to blame him. I love this though. Comedy legend Roseanne ratios Biden. Close the fucking border, dipshit. <laughs> Actress and comedian Roseanne Barr took no prisoners while responding to a post from President Biden about the devastating fentanyl crisis that has impacted cities across America. He yeah, closed the border because it's still open. You got to tra- trains are still coming from Mexico. Biden declared his unwavering dedication to addressing the opioid drug crisis. Oh, really? Where? Where he he told uh 
his his buddy Xi Jinping over there. Hey, can we can we slow down the uh, the precursor, the chemicals that you're sending over to Mexico? Can we slow down the killing of Americans? Give me a break. Barr criticized the president and inferred that the issue is <clears throat> insurmountable due to his open border policies, which facilitate the influx of fentanyl into the United States. A fact. Deaths from fentanyl are an American tragedy that requires global action. I'm committed to doing everything I can to control this crisis, from expanding prevention, harm reduction, treatment, and recovery, to working with Chinese, Mexican, and Canadian partners to tackle this, Biden wrote on X. First of all, Biden didn't write that, and he's not doing any of that. Bar and outspoken conservative actress responded to Biden's post and said, close the fucking border, then dipshit. The star of the hit sitcom Roseanne was praised for a comment and ended up successfully ratioing President Biden's post, which is when the responding comment gets more likes than the original post. So she was successful in that more people responded positively to what she said to the president than what he actually said, which he, he said nothing. Those who agreed with Roseanne's applauded the actress for her tenacity. Every time you open your mouth, I'm reminded how much I love you. Keep rocking on, ma'am, someone said to Roseanne. <laughs> Simple response, yet so effective. And, and it's, it's a fact. People are seeing it. Close the border because our borders are open. Look, the numbers are massive. Illegal aliens spotted leaving central Mexico, making their way to U.S. border. Again, another train. Here comes another train load going to Eagle Pass, Texas. I mean, it's almost like India at this point, where they all pile in and on trains. It's crazy. Just another train load. Here we go. They're on their way. They'll be living in your neighbor's basement and attic in the next few months. Taking your jobs, taking your money, taking your benefits, taking your turkeys. Have you ever heard of a national retailer cutting hours and not hiring seasonal employees during Christmas? It's happening this year. Is it? I have not even seen, which would be, who's doing that? And what national retailer is doing that? Because that that's unbelievable. I mean, the I will say on the flip side of that, just looking at it in a different way, so many people are taking to online shopping, not wanting to go to the stores. I think the stores are, have become, you know, the tradition, you go Christmas shopping and things like that. Me, I avoid the stores at all costs. I went into a department store not too long ago with my kid. Last week, I was on a Saturday, and I, I, I wanted to kill myself. I couldn't take it. I could not take it. I want to sit in front of a computer and I just want to order shit. BJ's Wholesale Club. Are they having financial issues to begin with? I mean, well, I get it. It's it's not a good sign that even BJ's Wholesale Club, which is everywhere. We have a couple of them right near me. And like they're like Costco, right? And if they're cutting hours and not hiring seasonal employees, yes, that's a problem. I would be even more concerned if bigger stores more popular stores are doing it it's still concerning i mean i'm not discounting it but like um i don't know like best buy or uh no no what else is out there just large 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 retail uh, outlets um it's interesting i i want to see what um what uh now i want now i want to look into that just no traffic in the store 
And I'm wondering if it's because, so I'm, I, I'm wondering if there's a way, I'm sure there is, maybe they'll report on it. Is it affecting, yeah, BJ's is in, in store. I don't even think you can order stuff online from BJ's. Maybe you can, I don't know. I'm sure you can. Everybody does it. But is it, are we, are we going to see it more because more people are going to take to online shopping? Oh, I just wanted to show this other video of, uh, of the Mexicans coming. Look, heading to America, people. They're ready. And this happened not too long ago with the trains. Heading to Eagle Pass, Texas, where they're going to come on in and end up in a sanctuary city near you, and then eventually in just a nice neighborhood, they're going to ship them to red areas. Hopefully they can get them voting. It's wild out there. It's wild. And, uh, you know, that they want to destroy. Listen, Christmas is right around the corner, and they have all the Christmas tree lightings. And... My wife was scheduled on Black Friday, 2.30 to 9, and they sent her home at 7. Black Friday, and there was no one in the store at BJ's. And BJ's, you can buy TVs, you can buy furniture, you can buy everything at BJ's. And I'm sure they had great sales going on. Wow. That's wild. 20 years in retail, never sent home early on Black Friday. That's interesting. That really is. That's, that's not normal. But nothing is normal. Everything's upside down. We're in clown world now. Because now you had the summer, you had the summer of love, Antifa BLM, and now you have the new Antifa BLM types, the pro-terrorists, the pro-Palestinians, the terrorists loving anti-American, anti-Christmas animals out there. Here's the thing, and you're seeing it. This is like the third or fourth one I've seen. I'm gonna bring it up. This will be the last one. Antifa pro-Palestinian activists disrupt Seattle Christmas tree lighting, vandalize local stores. I mean, granted, it's in disgusting Seattle, but it happened in Michigan. Near me on Long Island, there was a big protest in the middle of the street, not two towns away, with it had to be over 100 Palestinian flags. They, they, they took over like two lanes of a road right in front of a Dunkin' Donuts. And now that the holidays are here, they are um, are are coming after Christmas. They're targeting Christmas. They're targeting Christianity, of course, but they're just targeting the the Christmas holiday. And kids are seeing this now. Antifa, uh, it, it, and BLM. They are the new the, the Palestinian activists. They're just changing their uniform and changing their flags. So we're gonna go probably from the summer of love. I'm waiting for them to start setting the Christmas trees on fire. They're already starting to vandalize stores. Is this gonna be instead of the summer of love? Are we gonna call it the winter of wonder? Well, maybe they'll come up with a we'll come up with a a, a clever name for it. But pro-Palestinian activists disrupt Seattle Christmas tree lighting, vandalize local stores. Granted, that's what they vote for. They love that shit in Seattle. They love that shit in New York City. But it's not. It, they're going to come to regular neighborhoods, and they're going to disrupt where they can. It seems like it's a mission for these people now. Disrupt Christmas. Disrupt Christmas shopping. They were doing it on Black Friday in New York City. Pro-Hamas activists disrupted Seattle's annual Christmas tree lighting ceremony at Westlake Center on Friday night. Hundreds of activists chanted, among other things, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, and other places they're chanting America is a terrorist state. 
um, that from River to the Sea bullshit chant, some is considered by some to be a call for the genocide of Jews in Israel, whatever it means. It's, you know what? It's, it's, they want to destroy anything, any type of pro America institution or pro America tradition um, or pro Christianity tradition, whatever it is. They're now going to look to destroy it. That's what they're going to do. Um, and then they're not going to stop. They're, they're not going to stop. They took over downtown Seattle's area to, to they're having a Christmas tree lighting. I'm sure there's a lot of kids there. They love Christmas. And these savages and animals just want to come and destroy it and vandalize businesses. They want to vandalize businesses. There's one video here of them here. This is what, this is, this, this is just what they want to do. There's, there's no, they don't even think half these people realize what they're protesting about or what they're advocating for. They just want to be violent and savages. It's a reason for them to come out of the basement. And of course, this, this video isn't going to, yeah, let's, let's go right to the source. Here we go. Let's replay this. Hold on. And they're inside a store. Look at this. Not you. They don't want you to enjoy life anymore. Look at them. Alan's Starbucks Roastery, Yeshpobe Cholon de Gil Palestinai, Starbucks, Genocide, the Samala Anarchisti, Freedom. Is that the Antifa symbol? You know, half of these fucking people probably don't even know what Gaza is or where it is. Just like when, you know, the, 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 uh, the patron, uh, saint of fentanyl, George Floyd died of an overdose and all these people just found an excuse to turn over cars and burn them. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know what they were doing. Bunch of paid actors. Yep. People's Forum, Code Pink, you know, your tax money at work. Yep. And it's going to get worse as Christmas creeps up and all this bullshit is going on and all of these ceremonies and all these little traditions and all these festivals and all these nights out with your family, going to see the Christmas tree. You're going to be met with this. With people have no idea. They're programmed. This is what you have to write. This is what you have to graffiti. This is what you have to chant. This is what you have to say. Oh, I don't even know what that means. It doesn't matter. Here, do it. Paid actors. It's the revolution, people. We're going to take America and turn it into Antifa land. And then we're going to go to the White House and we're going to celebrate pedo Christmas. It's ridiculous. It really is. I'm done with them all. Fuck them all. I'm just. America first, America always, that's all it's going to be. 
Numchucks. <laughs> Was it Num? Numchucks, Nunchucks. Family of the first American released by Hamas brought on board Hunter Biden's art. <laughs> uh, bring back nightsticks. Bring back the mag the mag light flashlights, but instead of batteries, fill them with concrete. Any old, 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 old New York police officer will know what I'm talking about. Where's Jobs dead? Is he in the chat? <laughs> anyway. All right, listen, I'm going to be live today, 3 p.m. Eastern, LFA TV. Go over there and follow. Come over. We'll have some fun. And uh, I'll be back tonight also, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, with uh, James Curry for We The People Radio. Who even knows what we'll be talking about over there? We haven't uh, done a show in like over two weeks, so it should be fun. All right, everybody, listen, MAGA hat stays on. I'll see you later. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving Patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot Cigars.